Well, welcome to Knowledge Cast by Ideals, presented by the Ideals Foundation. Uh, I'm Jack Williams, the founder of the Ideals Foundation, and we're excited to have you with us for our first season of our podcast. If you're interested in seeing what guests we have in our first season, you can go to my personal website, jackwwilliams.com, and hit the podcast button. Well, I'm excited today to have with us Charlie Cobb, the Director of Athletics at Georgia State University. Charlie has spent his entire adult life in college athletics. Prior to Georgia State, he was the AD at Appalachian State and having had tremendous success there and spent some time at NC State as an assistant AD and was on the leadership team at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl and Atlanta Sports Council. Charlie was a four-year letter winner in football at North Carolina State and I believe I'm correct, Charlie just became a member of the college football playoff committee. Uh, That'll be an interesting thing. So Charlie, just uh, really appreciate you spending time with us today. Hey Jack, uh, it's it's a pleasure and uh, thanks for the invitation. Well, you and I met when uh, you were on the staff of the Peach Bowl and I was on the team selection committee. Uh, Tell us how you got into college administration and a little bit about the path you took to go to Georgia State. I've touched on a little bit of it, but what got you into college administration? I appreciate the question. You know, I I started college. I wanted to be an architect. And so every place I looked to go to school, I was fortunate enough to to be recruited and had a chance to go a couple of different places. But I thought I was going to be an architect. And about halfway through college, I realized that they weren't going to let me take the classes and play. And uh, so I needed to figure something out. And I made a decision that if I want to be an architect, I could always go back and do that, but I have one chance to play. And uh, I really enjoyed the opportunity to play. And from playing football in college, it, it pretty much shaped the rest of my life, um, candidly. And uh, I took it from that experience and said, you know, I'd like to stay involved with college athletics. I wasn't necessarily interested in coaching. I saw the, uh, the strain on recruiting. Honestly, I didn't enjoy being recruited when I was, a high school kid, I thought it was a little bit ridiculous. Some of the some of the claims and conversations. So I, uh, I said, you know, this this athletics piece is kind of interesting. And uh, the AD at the time at NC State, Todd Turner, uh, found out I was playing my last year as a grad student, and I had three independent study classes. So I had the greatest college schedule ever. Ever, I got up, ate breakfast, went to the football office, worked out, watched film, practiced, went home, and then I had to write a couple of papers. And so he made me do an internship. Uh, in the athletic program at state while I was there and, and kind of led me down this path. And so uh, just unfortunate. Uh, my wife was a college soccer player. Uh, we both share kind of similar experience that we, we truly enjoyed the experience of being a college athlete. And this led us into an incredible professional career. Todd Turner and I were at uh, Virginia at the same time. Yeah, he, he was up there. He, that's when he kind of got started his first big jump. Well, what, uh, you know, you had a great thing going there at Appalachian State. What attracted you to Georgia State? I think, you know, when you look at, at opportunities and you're always thankful, um, people come and see what you're doing and say, hey, have you thought about doing this other this other thing? And um, the headhunter called me about the, the Georgia State job and really, uh, I think it was really three things. Personally, coming back to Atlanta um, was, was really an intriguing piece. Um, Lindsay's whole family's here. We'd w- lived here before. Um, I like the challenge of, of trying to build a program. We, we, had, we had, had a lot of success at App, and it's kind of, okay, this is that next challenge in a place that you can be successful. And then the stadium project with the university buying uh, what was Turner Field and the idea of trying to convert it and, and repurpose it into a football stadium and, and whatever else was coming with it. Uh, I, I was truly fascinated, maybe, maybe tying in a little bit to my, 
my, my wants and desires to want to be an architect. I've always kind of found those projects to be pretty stimulating. And uh, so this project, the challenge of, of building a football program, building a facility, uh, building an athletics program was really, really intriguing to me. I was, I was going to say, you just mentioned it, but you, you got a chance to use that uh, architectural uh, mindset in, in reconstructing that uh, particular facility. Yeah, I, I found, you know, as I get older, I'm, I'm a visual learner, so I have to see things. And uh, But when I see it, if I see it, I can usually put it down on paper, but it helps, you know, kind of maybe think bigger and then actually break it down into individual pieces. And so uh, um, I do I do that much I have learned about myself. Well, you've, you've got you've done a great job configuring that uh, facility and it's uh, it's first class uh, for sure. Um, let me ask you a question. Uh, Pre-COVID, uh, I know there's no such thing as a typical week uh, as an AD, uh, but if you had to break down how you typically would spend your time as an athletic director pre-COVID, uh, what would it be? How would you describe that? You know, it's an interesting question because you get asked a lot. And, you know, Kenley, the, the, the typical answer back is, you know, no two weeks are the same. But I think from a from a style and structure standpoint, I, I'll use the fall in this example because, you know, one of the things I tell people is this, this career is, you know, it's a lifestyle. Um, we work a lot when people are on vacation, play a lot of games at nights and, and weekends. And so you really adjust how you how you live, um, you know, especially during the, during the school year. But uh, you know, Kenley, Sunday Sunday is really my day. Uh, I take it and do what I want to do, and and I try to be as selfish with it as I possibly can. When Lindsey's coaching soccer, you know, it involved a lot of lot, a lot of times going to, to soccer games. But uh, it was also kind of my day to to rest and and uh, and, and be a be a person, uh, be a family guy, be a dad, and uh, and go go from there. Uh, Mondays usually are in the mornings are really spent talking about issues from the weekend, whether it was teams playing, um, maybe some conduct issues with your kids that you'd run into, um, but really kind of trying to calibrate for the week. And then in the afternoon, uh, I would I really try to spend time talking to each of our coaches. Hey, how's your team going? You know, what'd you see from the weekend? Because we play a lot on the weekends. Uh, what do you need? Where where are you? Um, and really kind of go from there. Tuesday and Tuesday and Wednesdays are really. I call them administrative days on campus. It's the part of the job people I don't think really understand or see, but it's president's cabinets meetings, it's meeting with deans, um, different things like that. Maybe some academic questions have come up, uh, internal staff meetings that we may have. But uh, Tuesday, Wednesday are really kind of the, I always joke those are the coat and tie days um, to, to really kind of kind of evolve. Uh, Thursday, and I learned this from Dave Brain when I was here in Atlanta before, but Thursday is my fundraising day. Uh, I try to get out on Thursdays and it, I find that it fits my schedule better to be able to do these other things and keep them organized. If I just say, look, I give our development staff one day, say, look, we've got Thursday. Let's go meet people. Let's go talk, whatever you need. Um, you know, use me in, in any shape, form or fashion uh, where you are. Fridays, the morning is, is really kind of a prep um, for the next week. It's when I take my time to say, okay, you know, what I have to you know, really look at strategically for the following week. Um, and then, and then if we're traveling, you know, in the afternoon on Friday for football games, then that's a travel day. If not, it's typically a day to kind of relax a little bit, um, get out, exercise, go play golf, do something. Because Saturday is game day, and uh, you know I do what I do because of game day. It's uh, I still have the, the fire in the belly, and and uh, um, I usually wake up pretty mad and got to go exercise, and break a sweat, and then go to a game. And <laughs> hope 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 our team's competitive and we play hard. So. Kind of, kind of a simple answer to your question. Prior to 
COVID, what, what's the biggest challenges you've had to face as an athletic director? Yeah, I think uh, you know, a simple question is a, is a mid-major program. You know, financial challenges are always going to be there. Uh, trying to trying to raise the resources that we want. I, you know, I, one of my codes I live by is I don't want to be the reason why you can't be successful. And so when I talk to coaches, when I hire coaches, you know, tell me what you want, tell me what you feel like you need. I feel like it's my job if if we can agree that those are, you know, um, that those those thoughts or ideas are are, are harmonious. Um, that my job is to try to figure out how to help generate those resources for those coaches. Um, so we always, you know, we never have an issue that, that money won't solve. I mean, you know, kind of all the, all those stories. I think unique to Georgia State, uh, the biggest challenge and what I found is trying to build a fan base. And, and what I mean by that, Georgia State's an incredible school. It's got a great story to tell, but a lot of it is still still being, being developed and, and evolving. And uh, football, we're in our 12th season of playing. Uh, the first couple of years were rough, and I think it, it kind of, you know, we're, we're trying to kind of make amends for that, if you will. But uh, but we've got a great story to tell. A lot of people have gone to Georgia State as a, as a postgraduate opportunity, whether it's a law school, whether it's an MBA, uh, through the, through the business college, maybe a health professions degree. And so, you know, most people, I think, really find their, their true passion for their undergraduate school. Very few, maybe with the exception of Duke basketball. Uh, jump on the bandwagon of the graduate school. And so we really got to do it. Uh, our job and our challenge every day is to, to be relevant to our, not only our alumni base, but also our student population. Well, you know, COVID flipped everybody upside down and it certainly did athletics. What was the biggest challenge that you had to deal with? And I guess still are from a COVID standpoint. The thought that we were, uh, we would still be talking about COVID this fall was, is probably one of the greatest frustrations from last fall. Um, the fact that, that we're still having to, to now we have the knowledge and we have the vaccine, which was different than than last fall. But it, it's certainly frustrating that, that COVID is still you know wrapping our, our society and our, our community. And, you know, but you learn to you deal with. I think it's the beauty of athletics that teaches a, to look at adversity and, and handle it. Um, I'm incredibly proud of our coaches and our staff last year. We we were fortunate enough to be able to play, um, which was a, a testament, I think, to the courage of our presidents. Uh, in our league to to get out and and actually want to compete and play and it was it was unique it was different playing with few people in the stands and all the the mandates that we had uh, but but I think candidly for the mental health of our coaches and our staff and our and our kids uh, as well as our physical well-being emotional well-being um, the fact that we played uh, was just tremendous and so we kind of kind of look at the same same opportunity um, the Sunbelt candidly had a great football season last year as a league um, which we would not have had had we not played. And so we've got a lot of momentum to build off on this year. And so, you know, we, we learned a lot. Uh, financially, we had to make some incredible concessions. And, and again, I, 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 I'm just proud of our staff and our coaches because, you know, we, I told everybody from the very beginning that, that I was going to – my priority was our people. I wanted to prioritize our staff. I wanted to pr prioritize our kids. And, and effectively what that meant was I wanted to make sure our, our staff got paid and our kids kept their scholarships. And so we had to make a tremendous number of concessions from a uh, from an operating standpoint, maybe how we traveled, equipment that we normally would buy, games that we would normally play. And, uh, and our coaches didn't complain. I mean, everybody bought into it. Um, I, I, I don't remember one hard conversation involving personality conflicts. I remember hard conversations about having to actually make decisions, um, but, but just nobody being irrational, everybody buying into a bigger picture because we all wanted to play. And, 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 you know, so that 
that that was fascinating. And even coming out of it, I mean, we had some great conversations with our coaches about how to how to kind of stair step this. Up. You know, I'm probably one of the few athletic programs in the country last year, frankly, that we that we we ended in the black uh, because of the concessions that we made from a, from a spending standpoint, which has then now allowed us to to come out of this year and, and look at maybe doing some facility projects that we haven't anticipated. Uh, but but I say all that. My number one frustration, and probably I've been fortunate to do this now almost 30 years, which is crazy to think about. Um, it really, you know, where's the time gone? But the, the the communication, the conversation, the encouragement, the the push to get coaches, staff, kids to get vaccinated. Um, those who won't get vaccinated, it just um, it's it's literally been one of probably one of the top five frustrating um, issues I've had to deal with in my career because. You know, whether you feel like on the political spectrum, whether you feel like on the on the on the personal spectrum, at the end of the day, I look at it, it's an insurance policy. The data is pretty clear about your uh, your your likelihood to be negatively affected from the virus if you're vaccinated versus not being vaccinated, and and that you can't argue with. But uh, you know, we 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 met some resistance from from personal beliefs, religious beliefs, and I understand that one. Uh, some of the political stuff, I really I really don't don't understand at this point where we are, um, but certainly we have to, it's the reality where we live and, and how we go about it. Well, hopefully this thing will uh, begin to phase down where we won't, won't have to be dealing with it and talking about it on an everyday basis. You know, we're taping this uh, in mid-August and now there seems to be some movement and, and realignment in the air again in college athletics. What are your thoughts on that subject? Uh, you probably don't have enough time on your uh, on your machine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we only got a couple minutes, so you have to be brief. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm nervous. Um, can I'm scared that we're headed down this notion of pay for play. Um, I, I don't think that with Texas and Oklahoma and the dominoes are going to come from it. Texas and Oklahoma aren't going to the SEC for anything other than financial reasons, which means stability. And the reality of it is, you're not you're not looking at the numbers or looking out without. Um, some some caveat, some opportunity, some avenue for for kids to start being paid. Um, the facilities are already is 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 incredible as they are. I don't know really how much more you can pay coaches. Um, you know, so where are you going to spend that money? Either put it in reserves or give it back toward the kids and 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 all the services and all the things that are provided. Um, I, I'm I'm scared to death that we're going to become minor league baseball, frankly. Um, and and you know I. I, I I don't think it's – I used to think it was a foreign concept because I'm still in that mindset of college is for college kids and playing and the whole experience and the toughness and you still got to go to class and, and, and all those things, the values that you learn in that 18 to 23-year-old range. But uh, candidly, I'm a little bit nervous that we're going to have kids playing for schools that, that wear a jersey that don't even take classes. And, uh, um, you know, and it's unfortunate, I think. But uh, um, there are going to be counterpunches to this without a doubt trickle down is going to affect schools like us at the mid-major level. The one thing that I am pretty confident about is, is if, if you look around, you know, the, the credibility or reliability to mid-major sporting sports, you know, a, a school like Georgia State, um, live television, live sports programming is, is television's number one advertising vehicle. Uh, so people want to watch sports on TV. So I'm pretty confident that, that we're going to have the ability to keep playing um, you know, and, and make it work in the realm that's comfortable for us, for our campus and, and peers like us. But, you know, as we've all learned, bigger is not always better. And, uh, you know, so we'll see where it goes. Well, I think history has shown, and I'm convinced that a 
Charlie Cobb led athletic department is going to come out fine uh, in this thing one way or the other, just like you handled uh, last year with COVID. Well, Charlie, uh, listen, thank you so much for, for carving out time with us uh, during the football season at a time when your schedule is really at a, a premium. And uh, the best of luck to you and all your Georgia State Panther teams uh, this year, and we're looking forward to follow them with great interest. Jack, thank you very much for, for having me on. It's always great to talk to you. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's uh, time together with Charlie, and we'll encourage others to, to join us on our next podcast. And until then, I hope you'll make it your goal to be a positive influence in the lives of others.